Hey, it's Aidan here. Just before we get into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about something new. It's called the Magician's Business Group. We've just opened up a Facebook group designed to help you guys as entertainers grow and improve your entertainment business. So if that is you, if you are an entertainer that wants help growing and improving your entertainment business, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you right there. Or if you're like me, have the Facebook app on your phone, open it up and search for the Magician's Business Group and you'll go straight there. Anyways, back to the episode. Hello and welcome to another midweek episode. My name is Ashley Green and as always I'm joined by the fantastic co-host that is Aidan O'Sullivan. Of course these are the slightly shorter Just The Tip episodes from the Successful Mentalist podcast. Now today we're going to be talking about kind of criticism. Being self-critical is something I know a lot of us do. And as you're going to hear in a minute, I I do it quite badly. Like I'm really self-critical. But Aiden, like, I know speaking to some magicians, they go, oh, I wish I would stop leaving gigs feeling deflated. And others go, hmm, at least when I leave a gig, I've got ideas of how to improve. Like, is being critical a bad thing, a good thing? Is it good because you're kind of always looking to grow and get new ideas? Or is it bad because it kind of puts you in that mood where you feel a bit meh and down? Well, what are your thoughts on this? Yeah, so this is something that that we, that we all face at the best of times. In fact, I think uh, I'm actually at a point that I, I'm getting it quite a lot. Um, I'm getting a lot of a lot of this negative self-talk and it's quite a tough thing to actually overcome but there and i i want to stress how important it is that this isn't a bad thing like innately if you've got having these uh self-critical thoughts it's not a bad thing and when i realized that it's not a bad thing because it shows that i care was a real big change in, in my mindset and i say it's because you care like the typical things that a lot of performers get when they when they finish a gig or they do a show or something like that, they get the question of, oh, that was a terrible performance, or the show sucked, or oh, I could have performed better. And although that that may or may not be the case, that that sure that could be the case, but it shows that you're actually already you want to be something, you want to be able to do better performances, you want to be a better performer, you want to be able to do better shows. So you've actually set the bar for yourself and just because you didn't meet that vision again you would go really self-critical sometimes it's it's quite bad but other times it's just like oh i messed that up completely but being aware that having that self-critical thoughts and those like critical beliefs and things about yourself as a performer and your shows and the material that you're doing and all these other things it is just a sign that you actually care and that you are moving in the right direction that was a game changer for me but i do want to stress as well that on the flip side too much of this can be it can be quite bad um, for reasons that we we don't even have time to start mentioning today but it can be uh, quite bad in the sense of too many negative beliefs will actually knock on and over time that can that can build and build and but sort of put you into this negative mindset of yourself and when you start limiting yourself you're installing these limiting beliefs and these self-critical notions that you're not good enough like if you all it takes is a one or two shows where you you didn't perform as well as you think and oh i'm not good enough oh i'm not a good performer and then you install that as a limiting belief and it holds you back for for performance after performance after performance this is something that i'm quite relentless for and there are a few things that i've done we'll share them at the back end of this episode actually that I've done since 
I, I started being aware of this in, in the world of stage performances, but there was something about uh, actual close-up gigs that you wanted to you, talk about, Ashley. Would you be able to just tell us about that? Yeah, there was. Um, funny enough, you've touched on something, which um, we mentioned in, I think, one of the previous podcasts, that uh, when you stop caring about your art, it stops being art, um, which is a really interesting thought when you think about it. But yeah, close-up gigs. I, I remember for me, when I used to do weddings, I, I would come out of the weddings and think, oh, I'm no good at this. This sucked. I've, there's no point in me being here. I've not really done anything useful. I've not really given any value here. Like, it was just a bit meh. Even though the feedback I got, the whole room was, like, ecstatic. Everyone loved it. Like, the feedback I got from the the married couple, they would say, oh, my gosh, that's the most amazing thing ever. You've really made our wedding. Absolutely loved it. Like, I'm still getting messages now from past weddings I've done where people go, yeah, honestly, we're still thinking about that, that thing you've done at the end of the wedding where you really made it about our day. Amazing. Yeah, those weddings, Aiden. I left. And it wasn't just that critical thing like, oh, I should do this better, I should do this better. I left really deflated like, yeah, I sucked. That that, that was rubbish. And you are right. I, I, know, I know, and again, just to keep this in magic... I've seen a lot of people go through this. I suck, I suck, gig after gig after gig, and what does that lead to? They stop doing that specific type of magic that they like, or they stop doing magic overall, and that's a really you know tough and difficult thing to, to watch someone go through at the end of the day. So what advice would you give someone if they're leaving a gig maybe like me or a little bit worse or, or anything in between? Yeah, so... I mean, for me, the, I, I want to talk to two, two really important strategies that I've started implementing. And, and the second I did, and I'm not saying this took a little while to get used to, the, literally the, the first time I started doing this with my shows, absolute game changer. First things first, I actually started writing and, and journaling and documenting my immediate thoughts as I came off stage. I documented my immediate thoughts. And I'm the, uh, you're probably thinking, some of you think, oh, I can't do that because uh, I like to talk to the audience at the end of the show. And that's me too. I, I spend at least an hour to sometimes even two hours, sometimes even longer with my audience after my shows because it's great to connect with them for reasons that I'm sure if you've been following the podcast for a long time now, you'll realise that like a good 90% of the work that I've ever done has been a result of word of mouth and it's good relationships. But I started finding that little five minute gap of just being able to have a pen and paper ready at the end of the show in a place that I know where it is. I just leave the stage, I, I, I exit the room or even just on my phone that's in, in a pocket or something, just scribble down my immediate thoughts. Just very quickly give yourself five minutes in the bathroom to do that. And as soon as I started doing that, documenting all of those thoughts, as soon as they're out of my head, I can concentrate now on going back and talking to other people. I get out of my own way, get out of my own head, throwing it all down on paper or, or as on, on my phone so that I can check in with those beliefs later on and those thoughts and then start answering the reasons why. Like, why was I feeling like that? Why did I think the show sucked? Why did I think that was the case? And what's actually fascinating is keeping a log of these over time because you'll actually notice that sometimes you'll find trends like this show sucked i didn't do a good show like it might be worded differently but actually there's recurring themes and if you find these recurring themes voila you found a limiting belief you can find out clarify that and actually work with that 
maybe the show sucked well maybe it's because there was something about the show that i wasn't prepared to do or or something prepared for like you can start asking these questions and finding out why but the but the second thing and i know this is something that you do as well actually partly because uh, i'm a part of it but it's actually having that social support there having that social support network to to talk to people and just share your thoughts now i take it to the full extreme that i i bring at least one to to maybe four five people to every single one of my shows people that i trust people that i really respect and that really respect me in return and they are either friends or family members that i just i, I can accept and get good honest feedback from and when i do that i actually get those people uh, like after the show Talk to them, tell me, tell me everything. And I write down all of their information as well, get their insight, their feedbacks, what it was like from their angle. And the best part about having these people in your audience, they can look and hear what other audience members are talking about because they're just normal audience members. It's like having a spy in the middle of your audience for all that juicy feedback. I get it all and I can take action on it. Yeah, for me, doing that and just with like having those, <laughs> I love that name, spy, that is so useful for me because yeah, I I do leave gigs. I, I remember like there there was a show I well, a couple of shows that I done. I'm, pretty much every show that I do, Aiden, you always get messages. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, that was awful. And then when I watch back the recordings, I'm like, yeah, that was pretty damn good to be quite honest. And I, I've now got into that kind of like that realization of hmm, I'm really really overcritical. But I never know the reasons why. And and having the people in the show, and when I, it just helps because I leave and I go, ah, yeah. And then I remember, ah, don't worry, I'm going to get the useful feedback so that I know how to improve this. And then I'm like, yay, that's great. And then when I get that feedback, people are like, yeah, no, you, you absolutely crushed that. And I'm like, oh. And it, it is really interesting. But it all does boil down to that one thing, isn't it? We care so much about what we do because it's not a job. It's really not a job for us. It's something that we are deeply, a deep-rooted passion. This is a hobby on steroids for us, something that we have to do, we want to do to the best of our ability. And that is probably the reason why a lot of us leave every single time going, ah, because it's not, we've got this wild, vivid dreams of where we want our stuff. And it boils down to that old thing that, you know, when you stop caring about your art, it stops being art because we're always looking on ways to improve. We've always got these big, crazy, wild visions. And maybe for me, that's why I probably leave a lot of my shows feeling very deflated and overcritical. I think what's really important as well is for, for a few people out there that are probably thinking, oh, yeah, well, you boys don't need to rely on it as, a, as income. Because you've got a company and, and you've got some other stuff going on that uh, actually gives you money. I, I have to, to get in and, and do all of this because it's my only source of income. And, and for, for the people out there that might be thinking that, or even if you aren't thinking like that, but that fits you, and, and Magic is your, your full sole source of income, it's now time more than ever to double down on those beliefs. Like, if anything... Now is the time that you should be really documenting your thought processes, really getting control of your thought processes, understanding what is going on inside your head when it comes down to your performing career and your thoughts around performing and your beliefs around performing. Because when you start to be aware of what's going on inside uh, your head and the way you think uh, about the art and the way you think about it as a as a business, like you might be, oh my gosh, um, 
I'm always so busy being busy uh, or I'm really busy trying to make ends meet so that I can actually earn some money to put food on the table because it's my sole source of income. Well, if, if that is you, then really double down on your, your beliefs, not just in the performance world, but actually in, in the business stuff as well. Like we could talk for hours and hours on this stuff. And again, if, if uh, like you listeners would actually like to hear more about um, our approaches to being self-critical and, and these sort of mindset things, again, reach out and let us know. You can find us uh, at thesuccessfulmentalist.com. You can have a look and, and find the links there to actually get in touch with us. But what's really, really important is that you just bring that awareness to the table. Just bringing it to the table is going to allow you to start doing the right things. And again, if you don't know the answers, good. Build that support network. Find other people. And it, I, I'll be honest, this is, for me, one of the big reasons that we set up the community, actually, community.thesuccessfulmentalist.com, if you want the link. But we're building a safe space, an open space for performers to share their beliefs, share their thought processes, actually connect with other people and build that sort of accountability system, but not just accountability, but that opportunity to be honest and, and get the feedback and get that that self-talk really drilled in and understood uh, because it's what, it's what got us here and it's what we use all the time going forwards. It's the biggest thing that you can do. Highest ROI, if you want to use fancy terms. There we go. Honestly, you know, it's been quite eye-opening uh, for me just having this quick chat right now. So I really hope you guys got some value from it. And uh, hopefully you guys really enjoy the community, the network that we've put together and uh, and get that really good return of investment on that. So, of course, we will see you in a few days for another episode of the Successful Mentalist podcast. This was a midweek Just a Tip. My name's Ashley Green. That's been Aidan O'Sullivan. And we will see you very soon. Hey, it's Aiden here. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, it would really mean the world to us if you just took a moment to leave a rating and a review on your preferred podcast player. That way it just helps us grow the show and get it into the ears of more listeners across the world in a non-creepy way. Also, when you're ready to roll, here are three ways that we can help you right now. Number one is to join our free Facebook group. It's called the Magician's Business Group and we're creating the most valuable space on the internet for entertainers that are looking to grow and improve their business. We'd love you to join us inside. So to do that, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash group and the magic of the internet will take you straight there or just pull open Facebook and search for the Magician's Business Group. Number two is to take our new quiz. It'll help you find the biggest opportunity in your entertainment business right now. And in just a few quick questions, you'll be presented with a seven minute breakdown of your biggest opportunity and how you can actually go about tackling that to help increase your entertainment business and boost it completely. In order to take the quiz, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash quiz. And we'll be able to get you your results. Number three, momentum. If you'd like to make an extra two grand a month in magic without paying a penny for advertising, we'd love to help you. Our latest coaching program, Momentum, is designed to get you booking gigs every single week for at least £500 so that you can be growing your entertainment business without having to worry about websites or business cards or advertising or any of that kind of stuff. To find out more, just head over to thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum. That's thesuccessfulmentalist.com forward slash momentum, and we'll send you all of the details.